welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Today, it's all about the Batman villain, Two-Face. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So we release new episodes every Wednesday, and when we were looking ahead on the calendar and saw February 2nd was going to be a release day, focusing an entire episode on Two-Face was just too good to pass up, being 2-2-22 and all. Very mm-hmm. Two-Facey thing to do. Uh, yes. Which also coincides nicely with the character's 80th anniversary this year. So happy accidents. Uh, <laughs> created by uh, Bill Finger and Bob Kane, Two-Face debuted in Detective Comics number 66 in August 1942. Originally named Harvey Kent, as in Clark hmm. Kent. No relation was intended to Superman, though. But the character went by this name during the Golden Age. And I tried and tried and tried, and I couldn't actually find the first instance where the name changed from Kent to Dent. Hmm. I suspect it was probably in the 70s when the character returned to use. It was believed once the comics code went to effect that Two-Face's visual uh, was deemed a little too grotesque for kids, so the character just kind of faded away for a little while. The character returned in 1971 and was a mainstay in Batman's rogues gallery ever since. The character has had a fair amount of life outside of comics as well, as a number of actors have portrayed the character, including... Billy D. Williams, Tommy Lee Jones, Aaron Eckhart, and then in animation, Richard Maul, Josh Dumel, James Remar, Wade Williams, and William Shatner, of course. Very good one. Um, so, let's get into it. Uh, first encounters with Two-Face. Was it in comics? Was it uh, animation someplace? You guys tell me. So, I remember my first encounter because, like you said, he had been out of use for a while, which I didn't know about at the time. I didn't know about any of that until after the fact. But he did not appear in in the 66 Batman show, <laughs> the Adam West mm-hmm. show, which is where I knew a lot of the villains from. Uh, or he, and he did not appear in Super Friends, which is where I knew the mm-hmm. rest of the villains from. So those two things were my introduction to all of Batman and his rogues galleries, and not Two-Face because he wasn't in either of them. So the introduction I clearly remember was around the time of the 89 movie, Mm. uh, because I I hadn't been much into the Batman comics before that, that they put out a um, in the Secret Origin series that DC Comics ran where they would basically just, you know, every issue would tell you some one of the characters origins in the summer of 89 to go along with Batman. They did a special. It was Secret Origin special number one. And had the origins of uh, Penguin, Riddler, and Two-Face in that. Mm. And that was actually my introduction to Two-Face. I didn't know who Two-Face was at all before I picked up that comic and read it at that point in time. Oh, wow. And I, I went back to look at it again recently. and Because the origins um, in the comic, I think the Riddler origin was written by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. And the Penguin one was Alan Grant. Yep. And the Two-Face one was uh, Mark Verheiden was the writer on that one because I, I just recently went back to look it up. That's a good one. So, yeah, that was my introduction to him. So uh, it's a pretty good one because I feel like I did, I did get to know the character pretty well pretty fast. But that was definitely my first exposure to it was that comic book. Yeah, the Secret Origins has a great Brian Ballin cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love that one. Uh, for me, it was the, there was a, a digest, the, one of those best of DC like Blue Ribbon digests. Um, it was volume three, number 14, Batman's villains. And I had classic, um, you know, it's got, uh, the typical, like Catwoman, Penguin, Joker, Riddler, and then Two-Face. And it's got a Two-Face story. It reprints the story, Half an Evil from Batman number 234. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams. Um, it's a great story. If you've never read it, it's awesome. Is that the one the covers Batman on, on like a, on like a pirate ship, like strapped to the front of a pirate ship? Yes. That's an, yeah, that's, okay. that's, I yeah. believe that's the element. It's an element in the story. Let me see. Cause I didn't have the, the, mm. that's one thing the digest didn't have all the time was the, um, the story they would reprint. They would, you know, you'd have, sometimes mm. they wouldn't have the number. Yeah. It's got the, um, I'm looking at it now, but yeah, it's weird because it's got the, um, and we'll get into that later. The whole thing of like two face, whether you want, you know, depending on what it, where it's from, whether or not it's, uh, the purple or the green mm. for the face. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's got it's got a purple two face with Batman on the front of them, like the mast of the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, great story, really awesome. But, it, but yeah, yeah, that's one of the first places I can remember him because again, like like Clifton was saying, he's not in um, the '66 stuff, even though we got, I think, which was weird. I thought we got we got false face. <laughs> I think was their their attempt to give us something close or something in the ballpark of it, right? Of two face, but false face. I remember false face as a kid still being kind of disturbing. Yeah, because it had that weird kind of waxy plexiglass mask, and the distorted voice and stuff was 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 pretty creepy on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you know the whole disfigurement of Harvey Dent would have been enough at that time too. But yeah, I just remember False Face being something. I was like, wow, that was kind of <laughs> that did the trick. But <laughs> right, but yeah, this this digest, like I said, had these classic stories, and it had you know talked about some of the other rogues. There's like a two page spread by I think it's Neil Adams as well, but. Um, yeah, it reprints like a Marshall Rogers story with the penguin. But that that's one of the first places I can think of. And then after that, it was, you know, he just seemed to be like, I guess he was back in use at that point. So it was one of the things where he, I never realized he never wasn't. Like, there was a point where I actually went away. Mm-hmm. You know, so just, to me, it was always the idea of like, oh, yeah, Two-Face. Well, Two-Face has always been around. So, right. right. You know. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I just kind of tripped over that part where I would. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I could see that. I could see, you know. um, the, the idea that the visual is a little grotesque, like you said, I think, you know, I've heard that that was a, a um, an aspect of him not showing up in 66. Mm, okay. Also was that, you know, I've heard, I've heard that like it would, it would be too scary or, or the makeup <laughs> situation was too hard. And oh, I'm you sure. Know, yeah. Um, no, that makes know. sense. Yeah. Tommy, how about you? Um, I can't really recall as to when he appeared for me. It just was there. I have to say the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, at mm-hmm. least prominently, because I didn't know he was missing until he was till he appeared. So the way and the way the animated right. series delved into him was uh, arguably stronger than most villains um, portrayed in that series, with the exception maybe of some glaring ones. But other than that, they really mm-hmm. told his full origin, as opposed to the other villains that would just appeared and how it affected right. Batman, like any like no other. So. I'd say animated series. Ours is very similar, Tommy. Like, yeah, he was just one of those characters I just kind of like knew about. Like, you know, my, my brother was a big fan of Two Face. Um, I know. So, like, there were other comics lying around and stuff like that. And so, like, I knew of the visual for a long time. He was just like he was that guy that had like you know one face looked normal and the other and you know on the other side was like like all messed up and and he wore like like two pattern suits. <laughs> you know right. and like it, yeah i mean it's it's a uh, it, it's it, it was a awesome visual i think um mm-hmm. you know for a kid and there was, there was always like this kind of like you know um he was kind of elevated in that way it kind of also paired with like you know that he didn't pop up in other things so it was also kind of like for a minute there he seemed like he was like really really a bad guy for my like 
you know, five-year-old brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it seemed like when he showed up, like stuff was really bad. Like he was, he was like the last guy in the video game or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, uh, yeah. And then Tommy, like, and then, and then like Batman, the animated series comes along and then does like this, you know, this wonderful, you know, two, ha, two part episode, uh, about his origin. <laughs> and that's, and that's like, that's when I, like, I fall in love with the character after that. So, right. Yeah. For me, it's, um, as great a bad guy he is, and he is one of the best in my opinion. I love him. Um, I am still a little shocked how little he's used in comics. Even even um, not knowing that period where he like went away because of the comics code, um, it just seems like like I'm hard pressed to think of a whole lot of of like comic book appearances with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I could rattle off a million Joker. <laughs> stories and I can rattle off a bunch of race stories. Right. You know, Two Face, it's, you know, Long Halloween, and there's the the you know, the Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams one that you you mentioned, Frank, and then, you know, a few others here and there, but it's like Yeah, I I, I mean I I don't know. I just feel like uh may, maybe it's just me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I feel like he's not used as much as as he as 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 maybe as sort of like as 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 well known as he is, I feel like that it's a little a little um disproportionate, like his fame versus how often he's used. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, he's he's one of those characters that doesn't get a lot of play, like you said, outside of of Batman or Detective or Gotham City. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple like there's a he's <laughs> there's a two parter <laughs> again. Getting back to that that theme uh, of. You know, there's a two-parter. There's a two-parter of him with, uh, where he's with the Justice League. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's it's 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 not the best story. <laughs> like like it's not it's not an awful story, but it's also not one of the best. Like it's it's a '70s like sad league, sad league, satellite league uh, story, where he basically has to um. The Justice League has to team up with him because he finds out about a plot, but it's a plot that's like an interstellar or interdimensional plot. Mm. And I think it's one of those things where I think the writer just wanted to have Two-Face in a story that didn't make a lot of sense to him, like, you know what I mean? Like, being there. Yeah. I read it again recently. I like I you know remember flipping through it before and not understanding why. It's Justice League number 125, or Justice League of America 125, like in the initial run. Um, right. But it's like it's got, and it ends up being like with the Weaponers of Cord. If you're familiar with those characters from like um, Green Lantern or from um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, they end up working for the Anti Monitor. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where it doesn't make a lot. Of, like the whole thing is just, it's just, it's a cool cover because it's got, you know, they're like the, you know, Two Faces joining the Justice League and Barry Allen's doing one of those. What? I don't understand why he's here, <laughs> kind of a things. But it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense as a story. It's not the, again, right. it's not the best one. Because <laughs> you have like statues of like Napoleon, like the statues, mind you, not the actual people from out of time, but statues of Napoleon and, and, and Benjamin Franklin, like coming to life. And like, like there's aliens si- siphoning energy off of the Justice League. And somehow, you know, Two-Face is the only one that realizes the plot and then he's going to double cross them. And <laughs> it's just, like I said, it's just a bizarre sort of... <laughs> Like again, out of out of Gotham City appearance of him, you know, yeah. Like you, you like right. you have Hal Jordan flying around with Two Face, which is like, why in the world? It's from like, <laughs> yeah. it's from like, it's from like seventy five. Jerry Conway wrote it. Dick Dillon did the art. Um, but yeah, we'll put it. We'll, we'll put the cover up on the on the site when we when we 
put up the episode. But yeah, I just looked up the cover now. It is interesting. I'd never heard of it before until mm-hmm. just now. But yeah, there's Flash saying he'll double cross you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Duh. That's his whole bit. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. that's like saying he's going to flip a coin to decide who lives and dies. You think? Yeah. And then outside, I was trying to think about it outside. Of, the other one I was thinking of outside of comics was, and I guess it's got to be late seventies. Um, it's bef- definitely before there's um, the new Teen Titans, before like Starfire and, and Beast Boy and, and Raven and, and Cyborg. There's a Teen Titans bit where the the Titans introduce um, Duella Dent, right? Which right. is you know she's she, at first she's pretending that she's the Joker's daughter, mm-hmm. and that's the bit that she has for a while, and then it, it comes out that she's not really Joker's daughter; she's Harvey Dent's daughter, right? <laughs> so there's like a cover where he's got her. Um, Again, I'm trying to look for that issue, but it's it's definitely where he's got. He's, I think he's got a gun to her head, kind of a thing, mm. <laughs> as you know, not realizing who she is. But again, it's not. It's one of those where he doesn't really. Let me see. It's Teen Titans number forty eight. Yeah, there okay. it is. I found it. But again, it's it's a it's a deal of you know outside of being in Gotham City, you know, other than the fact that he's you know ends up being her daughter. Spoiler, or I'm sorry, she ends up being his daughter. Spoiler. Um. It's kind of weird why he's even there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I had no idea about that one either. That's that's a brainstorm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I mean, I I I just thought of this as you were talking as well too, because it just it just hit me. I'm like, is there a bad guy that has their origin done more in in like in all of comics? Maybe as far as like. I'm just trying to think because like because I've read those Golden Age issues, mm-hmm. right? And the origin is is exactly like what we remember, right? Like you know he's he's the DA, uh, you know he's got he's got Maroni up there on the stand and Maroni scars his face with the acid, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? So like that that's in there, and and every origin is like is 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 the circumstances of like how he's actually scarred can kind of change, but it's like that's the case. Then it's like post crisis, his stories is is essentially kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And then it's right. And then and then you get to, you know, Batman, the animated series, you get his origin again. And then you get in Batman forever. You get a little bit of, of it, like in a newsreel thing that Bruce is watching because he's trying to remember. And it's like it's, you know, I'm just and then there's Dark Knight and there's just like right. a million iterations of like, I feel like of his of this one bad guy's origin. And I don't know that there's a bad guy whose origin has been treaded so much. Yeah. And stayed so consistent. Right. Yeah, very true. Well, I mean, to me, his his origin is tied to who he is. So you have to understand what he was before. I mean, the whole fact of that he used to be a, a, a agent of good or against crime plays into it well, into that why you have to see why he becomes this or as his other becomes this. I think it's just part of his story. It's not like, well, um, we don't get that many villains who like have like can honestly be good if that makes any sense mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. is just him but basically is just what mentally breaking down from dealing with messed up people is what it boils down to like scarred basically i mean he's the first one that i've seen that is basically traumatized from dealing with um villains and it sticks as opposed to mm-hmm. everyone else which it's just who they were him he actually changed into a worse person right but then there there's also like a when i was thinking about other stuff for two-face there's a two like a detective comics annual 
There it is. Found it. It's um, or it's, no, it's a Batman annual. My bad. But it's a Batman annual where basically they give him a kind of a not a not an updated origin, but they change they add to the whole thing. Not only is he dealing with horrible people all the time, but he has like an abusive father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's in uh, Batman Annual number fourteen from nineteen ninety. But basically, right. the, it's uh, Andrew Helfer wrote it, and it's got Chris Brous art. Um, but basically, it's the, the the idea, if I remember correctly, just that like that that's the thing that they didn't really have before that. Right. That like mm. part of the reason why he's you know he is the way he is is because he was, you know, the voice. The, the basically the idea was almost. Um, Almost the idea that his father is what, what he hears when he hears Two-Face's voice. Mm. Mm. And I think that's also the annual that introduces um, the idea that he had a wife or an ex-wife at some point. Right. She's early. Gilda's yeah. early. Oh, is actually. it? Okay. Gil, Gil, yeah, Gil, Gilda's, Gilda's like right there. Um, as I was researching this, I actually found like a really cool blog that was like tracking all of Gilda's appearances. Mm. And like and, and like her subtle changes like throughout. Like, I mean, and... um. In the secret origin one I was talking about, she's even in that. She's even oh, in like yeah. the because that one is like like present day stuff. That's that's the premise for revealing all these flashbacks about it, and it's like a kind of shady news organization wants to do an expose. Oh, yeah, on, that's right. On the people yeah. who made Batman mad is their angle they're going for. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to humanize the villains to be like 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 these are you know these are just poor put upon people that Batman terrorizes. And she's their interview subject is, is two faces wife. Mm. So she's even in that one in the intro. I round to him. Was she, was she a sculptor in that? I don't know. I can't remember if they get into that. She's just an interview telling them about his origin in that, in that story. That was a thing I had forgotten about that. She was, she was originally a sculptor in the golden age and, and, you know, um, was doing like, like a bust of Harvey. Which was this was kind of like this is kind of like a forgotten thing. This this that like um this bust ends up becoming like like a thing that reappears for like the first couple of appearances of Two Face. That it effect the, the bust itself ends up being like disfigured by Harvey later on to sort of mm. match, and it ends up being something that Bruce has in the trophy gallery. Okay, for a while, right? Like like you know um pre crisis all that stuff, and then it just sort of like people just kind of like forgot about it and stopped using it, but. It was it was like it was a thing early on, um, which is kind of neat. It was it was neat tripping over that stuff because I feel like I feel like that's somebody's just uh, waiting to dust that off (laughs) and use that again, you know. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that kind of went into the idea that that um, that that I I think is kind of important to his character. I mean, you know, maybe you guys can argue with me on it. I don't know what you guys think, but the idea that Harvey's supposed to be like really good looking. Yeah, sure. Right. Right. Like Gotham's uh, second most eligible bachelor. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. There's some there's some versions where like where like Apollo is like his his nickname. Yep. When, and yep. this comes up, uh, you know, early on again in Golden Age and then and Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale dust this off for Long Halloween where it's it's used. But yeah, it's supposed to be like he's, you know, he's supposed to be really, really good looking. I guess the idea is that that way it's more tragic when he gets scarred. But I feel like. That would be tragic no matter what you look like before. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah. right. Yeah, if he was not that good looking, then, oh, yeah, so, you know, it's not that big a deal. No great yeah. loss. Yeah. Be all right. Yeah. You weren't that great to begin with. Yeah, if he wasn't so good looking, people people say him, like, did you 
did you get a haircut? What <laughs> you shaved? That's what it was. Yes. No, my whole my whole face was scarred, dude. <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. I oh, can see it. <laughs> I thought of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your face is purple on that side. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now the the like childhood trauma though, like you, you were talking about Frank. I guess it's mm-hmm. how where they went with the animated series too. Okay. Because the animated series definitely puts a trauma in there before Two Face. Because I remember in the animated series origin, he's seen a therapist mm. about mm. like anger problems because right. he's got like the big bad Harv persona, right? And, yeah. and so I guess that's where they were they were going off of that angle. They don't mm. say childhood trauma in that, I don't think, but you know, still kids show technically as much as mm-hmm. they got away with, right? They couldn't get away with everything. There's a bit, there's a bit in there where he says, um, cause I, I just rewatched it, um, gearing up for the show. Uh, me and my son watched it and mm-hmm. there's a bit where Rupert Thorne is like reading off his, they steal his psych file mm-hmm. from, yeah, from his therapist's office and, and Rupert is reading it off to his boys and he's like, Oh, it looks like, you know, he was bullied when he was a kid and finally Harvey has enough and he punches the kid out and he goes home and he feels pretty good about himself. And then he finds out the kid's in the hospital okay mm-hmm. right and then and then he's like and then harvey finds out he's in the hospital for appendicitis but still <laughs> like you know what i mean so, so they do kind of they do they do kind of back backtrack off of it right, but right. then they're like but he still felt so guilty that he repressed this this anger right ever since uh yeah which gives rise to the to the big bad harv the multiple personality mm-hmm. uh aspect of it it's a good episode. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. great episode. Man, it holds up. It really it hold, it holds yeah. up really well. Like yeah. <laughs> with Richard Richard Mall is is Harvey Dent mm-hmm. two facing that one coming hot off a yeah. night court at the time. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> in, in a very different role. Yeah, he's a fantastic um uh, voice for it. And uh, I, I want to shout out because Alan Burnett gets story by credit and and you know he's he's remembered a lot as one of the big the big producers of Batman, the animated series, but Randy Rogel is or, or Rogel. I don't know how to say the last name, but he's the, he's the screenwriter for those two episodes. Uh, I feel okay. like he doesn't get mentioned a lot. No. So I want to throw him out there too, because I think he did a fantastic job with the, with the, with those two episodes. And yeah. And, and, and this, this episode seemed like a big deal for us when we were a kid and they show the commercial for, it and they're like, Oh, they're doing two face. Yep. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember, like, they would say, like, I would hear interviews with Bruce Timm and everything. They would say, like, we introduced Harvey early so that people would get to know him before we did this thing to him. And I'm like, okay, right. yeah, you did. But, <laughs> right. you know, he's in, like, one scene in the first episode and on Leather Wings. And then his other appearance, he has, you know, he has two, he's basically in two appearances uh, before this episode <laughs> happens. Right. Um, one, he has one scene in it. The second one, he's basically in like a, a toxin induced coma by poison ivy. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you, you did introduce him. And but it's like, really, it's like this episode. It's like part one that I think really does all the all the like he and Bruce are close and he's he's with Grace in this one now, not right. Gilda. They renamed her, you know, mm-hmm. and this first part of the this first part of the, the two parter is is really the one that I think makes it tragic and makes it like, like I'm really getting to know Harvey more here than in any other point in the series. Well, I mean, you can definitely feel my thing about when I I remember rewatching those episodes was 
just the when when it finally happens and he sees himself for the first time and you you know you feel the anguish in the character through his voice acting through Richard Mall's voice acting as Two Face you know it's mm. a visceral yell that he lets out that makes yeah. you feel you know that makes you realize just you know I mean you know as someone who's in the know you know full well what's happened to him right yeah but it's still a moment of just like you know I don't think it's ever been you know like that in, in it's one of the things where it could have been a like that's one of the things I love about some of the animated stuff the early the Bruce Tim stuff was a lot of stuff could have been radio play stuff and you wouldn't have needed the visuals but the visuals help you know obviously sell what's going on mm-hmm. yeah but I think his acting and that's in that scene is just one of those where you, you could tell even if you were just listening to it you know just how awful yeah. that situation is for her good yell oh no, it's great <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so I have um uh, I think a lesser known two-faced story to recommend for people out there. Um, especially if you're a fan of the animated series, because this one is um, Batman adventure, Batman and Robin adventures, number one and two. Okay. This is written by Paul Dini uh, art by Ty Templeton and uh, Rick Burchett is the inker actually. So this is, this is like an all-star, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, a uh, group of creators on this. Uh, but these two issues is kind of a sequel to the, Two-Face origin episode. Okay. Right? In the animated series. Um, this obviously takes place in the universe of the animated series. And what's really cool about this one is that basically here, you see that Bruce and Grace are essentially going to visit Harvey like every week as a regular thing. And Harvey's therapy sessions are going really, really well. And he's actually like close to being like fully rehabilitated. They're just kind of waiting to make a few more steps closer before they can actually make the call to go for the plastic surgery to repair his face. Cause they're mm-hmm. waiting for like, for when he's, when his psyche's going to actually be able to take it, they think. And, um, Joker sees this happening that he's got like loved ones that care for him and are coming to visit him. And he's just like, he just decides for no reason. He's just going to F with Harvey. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he just starts like putting the idea in his head that like Grace and Bruce, actually have something going on behind his back right and it just kind of like like unravels everything that harvey's working towards and what i think it's really cool about this is that they say in here that like two-face has been has been active for years but it really Mm -hmm. does act like a follow-up to to the two-face part one and two episode and Mm -hmm. what's kind of cool about it is is there's some nods to other episodes like the coin looks kind of worn down which eagle-eyed animated series fans will remember and almost got him the coin is really worn down because that's when like batman pockets it and he uses the coin to sort of cut the ropes mm-hmm. when he's on that giant penny that's gonna flip over right so i'm like <laughs> right. oh that's cool like they're playing they're playing with that like they're using the visual that they alluded to and and almost got him but there's also like some nu- some nuggets of dialogue are in, that are in there that are also it's kind of like a bridge between the two face episode and that up ep- in that episode later called second chance, which is mm-hmm. a really underrated Batman, the animated series episode. Right. Um, and it does, it really is a bridge between the two. So I can't recommend this issue and these two issues enough. I, re- I think it's really, really, really good if you're a fan of the show. So check them out. But I did look at it. The secret origin. It was grace that was in the secret origin issue. I was telling, talking about, so they had already okay. named her grace by that point too, but that's the, the character in that comic not Gilda. So I don't know where that change happened. Yeah. I, um, 
I wasn't able to figure out like what what the deal was there. Like if it was just right, if it was just like a creator picking up Two Face and just like misremembering the name, right? Mm-hmm. Or just right, or just like updated it, like whatever. Like nobody's named Gilda anymore, so <laughs> right, like right. let's change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be. Yeah, like Kent to Dent, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, again, like I'm surprised that nobody's like really played with the idea that like there's a Gilda and there's a Grace and I'm surprised that nobody's made them two women. Right. Right. Mm hmm. You would think think it's there, people. (laughs) You could be a two timer as well. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So what else is out there? Any other like memorable appearances in comics, memorable moments, stuff like stuff about the character that that really you guys yourself find interesting or fascinating? I thought it was, I always, you know, um, another appearance that I thought was an interesting take was the whole thing with um, his relationship with Montoya. Sure. Okay. All the stuff that goes on in Gotham Central, the idea that he's sort of semi-obsessed with her (laughs) and Mm -hmm. doesn't quite understand or doesn't quite, doesn't quite want to basically accept the fact that she's, you know, that she is, um, I don't want to spoil the story if anyone's if you've ever read it, but he, that whole thing, mm. that to me, I was, that was, that was an interesting take on the character and the fact that he was just so, you know, taken with her basically, you know, right. I don't know if it's ever really, I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since I've read it, but it was one of the things where I thought about when we were getting stuff for the episode together. I was trying to figure out, um, just what his deal was. Do you remember Zach? I, it's been a long time since I've read those issues also. Um, and yeah, I I remember that I think it was set up a little bit before Gotham Central was mm-hmm. a comic, right? I think so and too. I think that it was a little bit from Rucka's run on on I think Detective, where he had had an arc or a couple of stories in there. Were like basically he was he was insinuating that there's there's some kind of connection between Two Face and Montoya, right? And not not like not like we have a past connection, but there's 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 some kind of like respect. There's some kind of of um you know right emotional connection between the two almost same yeah right there's almost that whole thing you know we're very similar we are you know we're very much the same kind of a thing yeah but it's basically the idea that in order to you know two-face gets in his head that the only way that he's going to be able to be with her is to take everything away from her mm. right and the idea that um because at that point she's not and this is all right before um new 52 right it's one of the last I remember the one of the last memorable two-face appearances i can think of yeah, but the idea that he basically want—he wants to basically—he's early though. Yeah. It's like the second arc in Gotham Central, I think. I mean, I—it's like issue—I want to say like seven. It's like that. It's like that arc. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's—it's. It's, I mean, that that book didn't go on for very long mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> before before New Fifty Two and right. stuff started up. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, because basically, I guess what I what I'm what now I'm remembering as I'm looking at stuff. Basically, the idea was I guess Montoya took pity on him and was kind to him, and as a result, he took that as some kind of you know, through the twisted lens of his own mind, it became that she was in love with him. Mm. The whole and the arc is called Half a Life, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. And basically, the idea that you know she's not like she's you know still recon- trying to reconcile with the idea of you know telling people that she's a lesbian and she hasn't done that yet. And that's part of the whole story is the fact that he's, you know, he, we won't accept it. Right. And he basically, mm-hmm. basically goes to these great lengths to try and get her to be with him. Um, it's a good arc, right. you know? Yeah. But it's also one of those where it's, again, we had really seen 
I'm trying to think the only other one that shows like other than dealing with like, uh, you know, Gilda or grace is in there. Isn't there a Batman black and white story also about another woman in Harvey's life? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, that's another one of, of like the, I think people would say that's one of the best comic stories for two face ever is. Yeah. And that's the one, that's the one that Bruce Tim. you're talking Mm -hmm. about that one. Yes. Two of a kind. The one that Bruce Tim did wrote and did the art for in the black and white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a, that's a great story and, and kind of illuminates a little bit. So I've heard this criticism for two face and I'm curious what you guys think. I've heard, I've heard people say the trouble with the character is ironically, there's only two stories with him. There's the origin, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And then there's the Harvey's been cured and he's putting his life back together. And then you find out that like, well, no, he's not <laughs> right. Like, like <laughs> these scars are more than skin deep. There's something like really, really wrong with him. And then right. he ends up scarring himself to, to return back to two face. Right. And we've seen this a bunch of times too. We've like, like a take on this, right? Right. His appearance in dark Knight returns as a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because yeah, there's also when, oh, when is that? That's around the time. I think Robinson is the writer. James Robinson writes that arc when Harvey's better. And then, spoiler, mm-hmm. the story ends with Harvey just taking like a jug of acid. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And this just pours like out. face the face. That's it. Yeah, face Thank the you, face. Clifton. That's the mm-hmm. one that, you know, I remember being like, eh, you know, I get it. <laughs> you know, but there's also mm-hmm. stuff of like Harvey like tearing his own face, which is awful. Yep. Um, but that's the one I remember. It's, it's that, that, last, that last shot of him at the mirror just pouring the acid on himself. Um, yeah. You know, trying to get back to it. Yeah, that's the one year later stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that was the one year. That, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, it is one year later. That's what it is. Yeah. Because I, I remember that. So, like, he's cured by Hush. Mm-hmm. That's a reveal in Hush, right? Is that, like, you know, uh, Harvey Dent is getting better and he's no longer Two Face. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the one year later stuff happens and then we get, like, face to face. And then, like, the first story out of the gate is. Harvey rescars himself to become Two Face, and the thing that kind of breaks my heart is like nobody even did anything with Harvey after right, this. Right, right. Like, like nobody, nobody even played with the fact that you have a Harvey Dent with a cured face who's thinking he's better and thinks he's going to be an ally to Batman, and nobody did a story about this. Nobody right. did a thing. Right. We yeah. just couldn't wait to get him back to to the way that we knew him, mm-hmm. and I find that really, really heartbreaking because I think that there could have been some really like. For the people to say there are only two Two Face stories, I think that that could have really um, been a. I think I think there's stories left on the table. Basically, is what I'm saying right. there. A lot of missed opportunities. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think part of the problem is the fact that nobody wants. Like, either it's either it's we we got to try and fix him, you know, and then the 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 you know the the fix of that is he tries to fix. You know, he wants to put himself back. I I haven't. I'm trying to think. I was you know racking my brain trying to think of are there any like. No, Two Face is committed <laughs> stories. You know, like Two Face mm-hmm. is like, oh no, I am Two Face. This is it. There isn't, you know, you know, Harvey's, you know, unnecessary evil, and I can work around it with the coin, blah blah blah. But yeah, I just I don't know if there's any because like, most of the time it's just like you said. There's the and I don't th- I don't the only time that like I said other stories that I've mentioned, you know, there's still the 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 trope or the bit of Harvey's got to flip a coin to figure out. Mm-hmm. And then someone's going to outsmart him with other coins or there's going to be, you know, you know, one of the, right. 
you know, tricks of making it not go, you know, it's going to land on its edge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the stories that I mentioned are not great. I mean, the, the Titan story I mentioned is not bad, but that's him dealing with the fact that he may, you know, the cover is basically, you know, I've got to protect my daughter. No, I've got to kill her because she's a Titan. <laughs> it's basically, you know, mm-hmm. his thought process. But I just think there's a not enough, you know, there's not a lot. I don't think there's any, like, Two-Face is going to take over all of Gotham's stories. Are there? I mean, outside of, like, No Man's Land stuff? Yeah. Right? Where I guess, like, he had, he had like, a section of Gotham as part of, like, one of the gangs? Something like that. Um, yeah. Probably. I'm sure he did. Maybe the courthouse. Like, in the, in the Arkham game, Tommy, isn't, doesn't he have the courthouse in Arkham City? At least that's when he's introduced, but he comes into different factions, but he's also, you know, has his own team or, or, or thugs that follow him just as strongly as the other ones. Because I thought it was like he's basically dealing out his own brand of justice kind of a thing. You know? no, they did, no, they definitely deal up the whole brand of justice thing in the courthouse as well, but I found it to be only fitting given the character. That's why I mm-hmm. thought it was like that. Just how joke you see Joker in um, an abandoned toy shop or something. I just right. figured that it was part of his setting. I do remember the thing about kind of the animated series too, um, going back to that really quick, is he's he's a punchy character. <laughs> right. I remember saying and that, that was kind of like one of the, one of the instances of that that I saw where like, oh, like he's kind of somebody that. You know, for somebody who wasn't like a trained martial artist and all this other <laughs> stuff that we see it done done today, right. he was somebody that like could get kind of like down and dirty with Batman and can kind of like get some punches in. It yeah, seems like, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, they almost play him like it's one of those things where I, I always took it as since he's he's, you know, his good side is kind of like, you know, he's, he's a, a D.A. I, the other side of those, he almost like takes on in my mind, he always took on like um, some of Maroney because Maroney's like one of those like, you know, 40s gangsters. Mm-hmm. So I always took it as like, you know, one of those tough gangster type guys. It's like, you know, been in fights all his life or been like, you know, street kid that grew up to be a gangster. So I always took it that that right. was like the, the persona that he took on because, yeah, Two-Face is always not not like not like the beautiful science of like fighting like Batman's like, a, you know, fighting the ninja or somebody else like that. It's it's just right. like straight up. <laughs> it's straight up fistic. Like there's two guys fighting in an alleyway. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not it's that kind of fight. It's not you know, it's not a it's not a ballet. It's not graceful. It's just, you know, like you said, kind of down and dirty fighting between the two of them when he's not got two guns trained on you. Right. You know, but I like I I've always liked that about Two Face. Like I always took the in my mind, you know, Harvey Dent or Two Face could always take a punch, but at the same time, he's going to punch back. Yeah, you know, that's how I was. Yeah, and it, ma- it and it added like a, like another dimension to it, like another dimension of danger to it, because it was like of all the other villains at that time, you know, when I was still like coming to know Batman through the show and everything, like he was really the only one that could kind of be like physical with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like all the other ones, it was it was like there was no contest. I looked at, it, I'm like, Bat- Batman's going to take Riddler out. Batman's going to take Joker <laughs> out. Batman, right? You know right. what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it's like you yeah. know, Joker. Joker he's going to fight Joker, but Joker's going to try to pull a switchblade and stab him. Not really. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to fight. Fight. It's not going to be. You know, Batman's going to punch him two or three times, and Joker's going to be like, all right. They'll fake, you know, they'll fake his death and then he'll be on his way. But yeah, but it, Joker, Joker's going to have a fake hand in his glove or something yeah. when Batman grabs his wrist or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But like with Two-Face, yeah. like I said, there, there was, you know, in my mind, you know, it, I could definitely see it getting much more of a, you know, an actual like trade and punches kind of a thing. But interesting when we think about the animated series, Zach, we, we haven't really talked on the idea that they've explored the idea of, of him having more than one personality, right? Where it's not just yes. Harvey and his, yes, and, they his, do. 
and it's not just Two-Face and we get, you know, we get the judge, right? Yep. You know. All right, let's get into the judge. Let's sure. do the judge. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember at, even, I think we're at the time or around the time, because that's like the Batman, the Saturday morning stuff, right? Or am I wrong? It's one of the last episodes that they did when it jumped mm-hmm. to Kids WB. It's like one okay. of the last of the, of the order. Yeah. Um, yeah. Judgment, judgment day. Yeah. Which isn't a bad, you know, it's one of the things where it isn't a bad idea. Um, and I'm trying to think, I was thinking about when the other, other times that they've dealt with anything along those lines. Um, I think it's in um, Morrison and, Mc, and Dave McKean's uh, Arkham Asylum, that hardcover. Mm-hmm. When that, for, well, that was a hardcover when it first came out. Um, beautiful book, gorgeous stuff. But it's basically, there's one point where, um, you know, there's new psychologists at Arkham who's trying to explore the idea of Harvey, you know, using something other than a coin like dice or, you know, something right. to try to be able to have more decision making, you know, right. as a, you know yeah. some kind of, some things, so things aren't quite so black and white, but the judge I thought was interesting just because of the fact that it ties into, to Harvey's, um, you know, legal background. And the fact yeah. that he, that he does become, you know, you know, there's much more of a um, active thing as opposed to having to use the coin, and also the fact that it's another personality that I don't think has ever been. I don't think anyone's done everything with it, to be honest. No, it's it's one of those things. Like I I, I rewatched that one too, and and I love the idea of the judge, as we've right. talked about. Like I think I think it's a fantastic idea for a Batman villain that you know this judge that's going around and and you know, basically judge, jury and executioner did all the bad guys that he's got, you know, he's got the sword, and mm-hmm. all, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I think, I think he's a cool, what, what gets me though, is that for me, it falls apart a little bit with this sense that like, I get that, like you want to do two face has a second alternate per like personality, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, like I get the pull for that, but I'm like, but, but now he doesn't have two personalities. He has three. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's kind of where it falls apart a little bit right. for me. Um, as fun as that episode is. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of wish it wasn't him. I wish that Two-Face was the red herring. I feel like that there's something else that maybe can be done right. to that. Where like, maybe, maybe you're thinking that, like, you're trying to make Two-Face think that he has another personality. But really, it's somebody else, like, pulling mm-hmm. these strings or something. I just think I think it's so valuable, uh, a, a gimmick for a bad guy. I just, I, w- I would like somebody else to be under that hood, right? Right. right. You know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to the, um, I mean, so Dark Knight, you know, trilogy, Nolan stuff that you have in Dark Knight Rises, you have Scarecrow playing a judge, because they didn't have, mm-hmm. they couldn't use uh, Dent by that point in the third film. And I was like, oh, it would have been so nice if he was still around and he could have done the judge bit in, in mm, Dark Knight yeah. Rises because it would have been perfect for him. I'm like, Scarecrow works fine. Silly Murphy's great. But I'm like, yeah, it yeah. would have been better if, if, if it had worked out to be Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been so much better if it was Harvey, <laughs> right? I, th- I think, like, I love, you guys know I love the Dark Knight, but I think that's the big mistake the movie makes is that they kill him off at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you can get all the themes and all the th- everything that you want done for Dark Knight Rises, keeping him alive. Sure. And I think and I think I think I, and I think it's even worse when you keep him alive and and basically Bruce and Gordon have made it so like nobody knows what happened to him, mm-hmm. right? And basically and, and they're and they're trying to hide it. 
yeah. which I think I think is maybe more fun to play with. Right. You know, and then, yeah, and then you get you get to have that awesome scene that you're talking about. Yeah. Lifted, where like, yeah, you you would have him be a judge, which I think would be incredibly fun. I, I don't think Aaron Eckhart gets enough credit for that movie either, because I mean, like Heath Ledger's performance takes up all the oxygen in the room. Rightfully so. He's fantastic. Mm. But I think thinking back to watching like the trailer for the dark Knight over and over and over again, Frank, it was like yes. the, the idea that like that we didn't even know two face was going to be in it. Right. Like, we knew Harvey was going to be in it. We didn't know two face was going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that's like one of the most uh, pleasant surprises ever for a movie for me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of the things I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember if like it dawned on me, like I can't remember exactly when it dawned on me and I'm like, are we getting a two face origin also? <laughs> in that movie like watching that one i'm like I, I can't remember if it was if like i if i said it to you or said it to any like i can't remember who said it to but i had that moment of like oh oh so it's not you know which again it's it's great that we're getting you know quote you know this will be like the first appearance like one of the well it's not the first appearance because he's teased at the end of, of uh of the first one Mm. Of Batman Begins, but it's also the idea that you know, just the idea that whoa, okay, so they're both in here, and it's you know, it's a, and it's tied into the Joker, and you know, out of all this, this you know, quote unquote, I don't have a plan, chaos stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, I've created another one. I agree. I, 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 you know, I wish they had not killed him off. I wish they had left him around. Um, yeah, they're just for just for a bunch of reasons, just because I think it's it's mm-hmm. it, you know, even I, I think. The way that it ends goes against Bruce's whole thing of of you know, of knowing that Harvey Dent's a you know at his core is a pretty good person, but he's had this tragedy visit upon him, and this is how he's handling it. I think it goes against Bruce's whole thing of like, oh no, I can you know, given enough time, I can get Harvey back to being okay, right? You know, and I think there's a lot of that in um, when I thought about this. Also, I thought about it, it's the same sort of thing that's in um, Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have that whole thing of like, there's someone who's, you know, who's, who's doing two facey type crimes, you know, Harvey Dent's supposed to be okay. And that's one of the first places I remember, like when you were saying the thing about, um, playing with the idea of like, oh no, it doesn't matter if his face is fixed or not at this point, because he's still going to be, you know, it's hardwired into him that he's never going to not be two faced, whether he has a scarred face or not. Right. You know. I think, I think it also, compl- it's, it's complicated because also Batman tackles him off of the balcony mm-hmm. and and takes the fall with him. Sure. But he's got all the all the body armor and everything like that. And so I think it's hard to make the argument that that Batman didn't kill Two-Face yeah. in Dark Knight. Right. Like he's not intending to. I can you know, I can say that. And he's trying to save Gordon's kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, yeah, I think I think that that's that's sort of the 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 unfortunate ass point of that movie to me, which I mean, everything else in that scene, I think is fantastic. I love that in that scene, like he's so far gone that when he's flipping the coin, he's, you know, in, in, he puts, he pulls the gun on Gordon, flips the coin. It's good side. So Gordon's Gordon gets a pass and then he puts it to his own head first mm-hmm. before he goes to Batman. <laughs> like, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I love, I love that bit. We're like, yep, he's, he's, he's gone. Harvey's left. Mm-hmm. It's just such a fascinating turn for that character to to you you get so much done with just that little that little character thing of the coin. 
I'm mm-hmm. going to flip the coin. Right. And I'm getting to a point where it's, you know, he still knows right from wrong. Right. Right. He can identify right from wrong. That's not, that's not his thing. That's not the character. The, the, the issue with him is that he can no longer, de- he can no longer decide between right and wrong. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a fascinating aspect to it for like, you know, like I said, like he's just, he's just, I'm just going to leave it up to this thing. Whatever I do, it's going to be up to this. That's it. Well, I mean, there's also the whole lot of the fact that, you know, I'm sure in, you know, the moments leading up to, you know, his, it's getting the, the acid thrown in his face. I'm sure he's thinking, you know, I've got the world on a string. I'm, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm a, I'm, I'm a district attorney. Everything's going my way. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, life just throws him a curve. And from that point on, nothing makes sense anymore. So he can't really, right. you know, figure it out for himself. Or he doesn't think that the world works the way, definitely the world doesn't work the way that it used to or the way that he thought it did. Yeah. You know, there's that aspect of it too. Yeah. And there, yeah. There's kind of, um, there's kind of a, aside from his, from his dad being like drunk and all that, which kind of comes and goes depending on which version you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his, his mother doesn't appear to be really um, done like, I don't think there's really any background on, on who his mother was or what, what kind of person she was like, but there's kind of, there's, there's kind of a charmed aspect to his life a little bit. Like he's the youngest district attorney. He's super good looking. Like I remember like Denny O'Neill was referring to him. Like he's kind of like, like he was expected to be president. He was kind of like a Kennedy, (laughs) right? Where people people were like, we're like, you know, we see like great things with this kid from this guy. This guy's going to like, you know, change mm-hmm. the world and be a force for good and help out things. And then he ends up be, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. yeah. The scar, a scar sidetracked in know. the most horrible way. <laughs> yeah. You know, Gotham city basically got this guy too, is what is what I always looked yeah. at. It was like, Oh yeah. Like Gotham city turned this. That's what this, that's what Gotham city does to someone promising who's supposed to be a force for good. Mm-hmm. This is what happens to them. Right. You know, I'm amazed we've gone through this long and haven't talked about long Halloween uh, or faces really oh yeah faces is great (laughs) matt wagner man that's a good legend of the dark knight right yep three issues right yeah yep let's let's talk about it set us up really quick for it because yeah give us a quick premise i've never read any of these okay so faces if i remember correctly is what is like i said it's by matt wagner it's awesome um i believe he did uh both the art and the writing let me check real quick yeah he did okay thank you um Mm -hmm. but but basically it's it's harvey and um it it's almost like he takes the movie what the movie freaks right the old 30s film yeah one of us one of us and populates yeah basically populates the background of these this like basically his gang or his new gang are all those you know those those you know uses some of the same imagery from those type characters from that movie with Harvey, but basically it breaks down to, so Batman's got to try and stop Two-Face from basically organizing deformed, super-powered slaves in this collection. This is what I'm reading. I'm reading from DC's actual website. It says, Batman must prevent Two-Face from creating an army of deformed, super-powered slaves in this collection by Matt Wagner. But in Faces, the demented schizophrenic enraged by his own isolation and alienation attempts to create a country of deformed men Taking over a small Caribbean island and forcing plastic surgeons to perform unholy operations, Two Face begins to create an army in his own image. Yeah, so, yeah it's so, kind of it's kind of becoming, I think, a little bit of a forgotten favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's for me. I think where I think I think maybe ten years ago people would have said 
best two face stories ever written, right? Like that would it wouldn't be very long until people get to faces. And then I think, right, mm. it's just one of those. I don't I don't know if maybe it's just not being re- reprinted enough times or it's not included in like collections and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard about it in a while. It's from eighty nine. It's it's a fairly old mm. book. It's from it's the first part is it's I guess it's twenty eight, twenty nine, and thirty of um of Legends of the Dark Knight. But it's a great one. You know what it is for me though? Hmm. It feels like it feels like the book, if Tim Burton had stayed on to do a third movie with Two Face, mm-hmm. it feels like the book that I think would have like really informed like what I think that third movie would be. It's it's filled with ideas that I think Tim Burton himself would latch on to. Yeah. Right? Could be. N- don't you think? Sure. Like I'm just thinking like like, you know, the the I mean he did kind of like the old timey circus. Oh, I can easily see Batman returns with the penguin, but I, I mean, I can actually see him dusting that stuff off for, for two face again. Yeah, I can. Yeah, no, no, I can you easily know? see that because again, it's one thing I'm looking at some of the artwork now and it's also, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in imagery wise that I'm like, oh no, there's this that Tim Burton could have definitely done something with, but yeah, it's a great, I mean, it's, it's a great two face story for sure. Um, again, I, like you said, I don't know why it's not, it's not talked about as much as it should be. No, and it appears to be maybe one of those that we're talking about where it's not one of those two two-faced stories where it's either the origin or him rescarring himself. Like it, mm-hmm. it is kind of like its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess the judge, I guess the judge story is sort of uh, <laughs> a little bit of that too. <laughs> right. Um, if we're talking about it. Yeah. And then, and since I brought it up, like long Halloween is just, you know, this big 13 issue maxi series by Jeff Loeb and Tim sale. That's, you know, really essentially telling his origin over 13 issues. Right. Um, and that's where you get, if, if, if you're a fan of dark Knight and like the rooftop stuff of like Gordon and Batman and, and, um, Harvey all on the rooftop together in the bat signal, you know, in front of the bat signal and sort of like, you know, forming the, the triumvirate right there that they're sort of gonna, they're, they're going to clean up Gotham them, themselves. Like that comes from that book. That's, mm-hmm. that's a scene out of that book. Um, essentially not, you know, changed obviously for the, for the circumstances, but right. you know, one of the thing that strikes me that I like about long Halloween that again, also doesn't get played with a whole lot. Um, in the animated series, you get Bruce and Harvey being really good friends and you get the Harvey, let me help you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. stuff. Uh, but in long Halloween, you get the sense that, that Gordon and Harvey have a close relationship also, which makes Mm-hmm. A lot of sense, considering that they would be work colleagues, right? right. <laughs> you know, they will work close together. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a sense in that book that they sort of, that they hang out at each other's houses yeah. and, you know, and kind of vent to each other and, <laughs> you know, right. well, isn't, but isn't and kind, of, and kind of talk each other off the ledge a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But isn't there a little bit of that? And also in year one, isn't there a point where Harvey hides uh, Batman? Like there's a point where he's like, yeah. Where he's looking for. Yeah, him. there is. He's in he's in one scene. He's in one or two yeah. scenes of year one. Yeah, we're like where they like he's a suspect. They think Harvey. Yes, they think yes. Harvey is Batman. Or, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's on the list and they go and basically there's a point where he's like, you know, Batman's behind it like a desk or a filing cabinet or something. I can't remember yeah. what it is, <laughs> you know, but but it's because it's only because of Harvey's like, no, no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Commissioner yeah. Gordon or Jim or whatever. I can't think he's not commissioner <laughs> at that point, but he's Jim. Um, but yeah, that whole bit. So that it's one of those, those are the moments I think about when, when you have that moment of like, yep, we're you know, the three of us are going to do it. We're going to clean up Gotham. And then Gotham City's mm-hmm. like, nope. 
<laughs> that's that's yeah. not gonna happen, you know. So, what's everybody's favorite color of the scarred side to be? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been what many. Are, what are our choices? Green, purple, green, and Tommy Lee purple, Jones, red. Tommy Lee Jones is sort of a, a, a red, right? Uh, uh, and he had like a weird, like purple vein yeah. on the side yeah. of his face. Um, yeah. what do we say? Green, red, purple, blue. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. What's the animated yeah. series? I feel like he was like grayish green. He's blue yeah. in is animated blue? series. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's bluish. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I've for me, it's green because I think back to like when I like when I picked up that digest for the first time, and I thought the green looked really. Mm-hmm. He had the you know the purple. He had the purple and orange suit. <laughs> that was halved. Right, right. You know, and for me, that was like that's that's when I first encountered the character. So for me, it's green. I like the green. I don't know why it doesn't make much sense, but I'm like, yep, that's it. That's the one I'm going with. Likewise. Like if you asked me to picture it, I'd picture green. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. That's just whatever. That's what would jump to my mind. Yeah. Yep. Tommy, what do you say? Mm-hmm. I have to go with white. I'm going to white, but just not purple. Okay. But purple gave it a more of a demonic look. And <laughs> that's a lot for acid to do. Right. Yes. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Um, the more they made it more monstrous, it seemed like it seemed stranger for his origin story to translate when it when um mm. in how it got scarred. That's all. See, my my preference is green. I just I just there's something about that visual I think like works. I think it, I think it it's fun. Mm-hmm. But I do have to think like I think the red makes the most sense. I feel like I feel like if mm. you had if you're missing skin on that side, sure, you know you would probably be. <laughs> <laughs> be red, well, I mean, I reddish, will, I, right? I will say this about the animated series. I think the black and white suit is is awesome. Like, I think that's a cool look. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to go with what I'm used to as being, like I said, the purple or orange or like, you know. But I think the black and white suit makes so much sense. Like, I think it's in, yeah. in watching one of those Batman the Animated Series, like either, um, you know, Celebrations or one of those back behind the scenes things. You know, I think Bruce Tim is like, oh, yeah, when we had that moment of like, oh, why wouldn't he be in a black and white suit? It makes sense from the fact that he, the duality and the fact that He's so, you know, this is, it's either this or this because of the coin, you know, right. making the black and white suit just makes, you know, it's so, it's so, it's, it's low hanging fruit, but it's also genius at the same time. Yeah. It's also, I'm, I imagine easy to animate. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot of, right. Right. Well, not, that's, not, that's the other thing he said. He, you don't, you yeah, don't have to draw say, plaid. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing he said. He's like, he's like, we're not going to do like one side, not plaid and the other one like plaid. For, you know, he's like, I don't want the animators to just hate me. So he's like, we couldn't do that. Right, right. But when we settled on the black and white suit, he's like, I was, you know, it was like, I was super happy with the fact that we came up with it. It looks, you know, it looks great. So. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm. I think I'm, I'm going to shout out the brave and the bold design too. Cause they did actually do with the green face. They did. They did. Uh, and and I think, I think he's like Brown and purple yeah. the suit that he wore, which, mm-hmm. which I think, yeah, I think it's a not, it's, it's also like a really, really beautiful design. Yeah. And that's kind of what they went with in the the Batman versus Two Face straight to video mm-hmm. uh, movie from yeah. 2017 with William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> which we also haven't mentioned yet. Which I think that one was a really good choice because, like we mentioned before, they didn't do Two Face in the '66 series. Mm-hmm. So when they were doing these movies, it was a chance to kind of do Two Face in the '66 series because they still had Adam West and Burt Ward involved doing voices. Mm-hmm. They had Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather involved doing voices right. still. It's it's yeah. a nice little throwback. And and William Shatner is perfect because like he could have been on TV in 66. He was on TV in 66. So he could yeah. have been in the show. Exactly. And would have been a good choice for an actor at the time. I like that one all around because of that. 
Yeah, that's a great. I one. like that one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a it's a choice of it, it while also being like like this uber fan favorite actor, right? <laughs> like over time too to also like get people in that way. But yeah, it also like it plays fair. It's like it's very, you know he was in Twilight Zone episodes you yep. know before then. Like he very much could have been he could have been the guy they cast. <laughs> right. <laughs> for yep. all we know, you know, uh, yeah. I do love how um, in Dark Knight really quick, I think that that's like the best explanation for the suit being one way on one side and not on the other side. The fact that he's on his side as like the gasoline is like (laughs) filling up like Mm -hmm. and and burns that side of the suit. I'm like, God, it's genius. It really is. You don't have to think about him buying two suits, cutting them in (laughs) half and then stitching them like him stitching them together. Down right. the back seam. Yeah, right. you don't see you don't have to see Two Face going in and out of Gamby's. Gamby being the supervillain yeah. Taylor. Right. Um, not 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 the character he is in Black Lightning, but yeah, um, yeah going out of the Taylors trying to get like I need these suits done by Tuesday. Uh, you know, <laughs> to get to get his suits properly, you know, cut down the right. middle and fixed. Yeah. So And that one in Batman Forever, God, it's just so loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so loud. Yeah. Um and he was somebody too that I thought like Man, I thought like Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face was gonna be so perfect, but you know, I'll tell you the thing that drives me nuts about Two Face in that movie mm-hmm. is the scene when they um when Riddler and Two Face break into Wayne Manor, uh huh, and they're kidnapping Chase Meridian, and um, <laughs> oh yeah, there's, I about her. <laughs> there's a moment, there's a moment where Two Face is sitting in the chair, uh-huh. and he's flipping the coin over and over and over again until it lands on bad side so he could shoot Bruce. Right. right. And I'm like, that scene drives me nuts. I'm like, no, that's not right. like Two-Face does not flip the coin to get the desire he wants. Right. No, I know. It's one and then that's it. Right. Yep. <laughs> like it that's defeats it. the yeah. purpose of, because now, because he's made his decision. Right. Then it, like, he would like, just shoot, just shoot him then. Yeah. Like you want to shoot him. Right. <laughs> You've right. made that choice. Nope. I agree. What's the coin there for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that scene drives me crazy. Drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah, I mean, you you would have thought like Lieutenant Gerard as Two Face would have been much better, but mm-hmm. after Fugitive, yes. right? Yeah, but then oh, it doesn't quite so work sad. out. No. So Zach, real quick, are we going to talk about um, Paul Sloan? Yes, let's. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Do we have time? Do we have time to get into Paul Sloan? Um, <laughs> this is deep. This is <laughs> yes. Let's try it. Let's try. It. Let's try and do it. Who is Paul Sloan? All right. So real quick, there was an actor who was going to play. Is it? He's going to play Harvey Dent. Is going to play Two Face. Uh oh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Let's back. Let's back it up just a little bit. So okay. we're not talking a movie actor in our world. We're talking. This is a no. story. This is a comic story. Yeah. So in addition to Two Face stories in the Golden Age, there was also a fair share of like Two Face imposter stories. Mm-hmm. And I'll set it up that way. Okay, Frank, take it. <laughs> okay, so this guy Paul Sloan is a method actor, and he's hired, I guess, by like is it by the Rogues? I can't remember. Okay, but he's basically Paul Sloan is a guy who's basically a method actor who's going to play, um, you know, he's basically going to um become, you know, he's method, so he's working with the makeup and doing his own makeup, and it starts to basically he starts to get more and more into the idea of being Two Face. It's one of the things where I think it's it, 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 the problem with it was is, is that the, if I remember correctly, I thought it was the villains were upset with working with Two Face because they couldn't get the outcomes they wanted because of the coin. Is that right? It's been so long since I read this story, and I feel kind of worthless helping you out on, <laughs> on this one because it's like it's a golden age story, and it's it, it's one of those it's like it's a bizarre 
it's a bizarre like this guy is is hired to be Two Face in this movie. Kind of gets in too deep and ends up becoming like Two Face Two, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. right? Am, right? Am I am I setting that up correctly? Yeah, yeah. That that part's right. I just can't remember the rest of it. But it looks like he um gets this figured on an accidentally set a bi- like a biography about Two Face, and apparently the guys the guy the someone in the in the, in the on the side of the things, on the other side of the camera, gets upset with him because his girlfriend develops a crush on him. But anyway, the guy becomes disfigured, thinks he is Harvey Dent, and for a while, he's like the two-face of Earth 2. And then after Crisis, um, Harvey Dent finds out about this other two-face and then has the crime doctor re-disfigure the Sloan. So Dent does this because he wants, um, you know, he basically, basically he's upset and wants to confuse Batman by the idea of thinking of like, there's two two-faces. Mm-hmm. And then even much later, after post zero hour stuff, it's basically that's where the whole thing comes in of um, the villains want Two Face to get into crime with him. The rogues do Batman's rogues gallery. Um, this it comes up the the good side, so Harvey's not in. So they basically have Scarecrow experiment on him, <laughs> Paul Sloan again, mm-hmm. and in the end he ends up um, when Harvey finds out, same thing. He basically disfigures his face. And then he eventually becomes a character called Charlatan. But I don't even know Charlatan right. after all the various zero hours and reboots and new 52s and rebirths, if the character even exists anymore. But again, it's interesting the idea that at one point there were two two faces running around. Yeah, it's I mean, it's what it sounds bizarre as we're talking about it. And but it, it, Paul Sloan is one of those characters that like there's not a million appearances, but he pops up more than you think. Right. Okay. I mean, there's like there's the golden age appearances. And then I, I remember like Mike Barr used them like in the 80s, I want to mm-hmm. say. Right. For for another story. Yeah. And then the one you're talking about, the charlatan story. Um, that's what I was going to add to it, because that's an Ed Brubaker story. That's actually really good. Um, okay. It started in in Detective. Is it Detective? Detective yes. 777. Yeah. Uh, and he did it. He did. He did a, a, a Paul Sloan arc, which is really, really cool that, you know, he he dusts off this. You know, before that, this character that hadn't been used in 16 years and before that hadn't been used since the 50s. Right. You know, um, to kind of play with. Oh, Paul, say Paul Sloan also appears in Young Justice. Yes, he does. <laughs> in the with the, the Hello, Megan. He plays. The, he's mm-hmm. in that. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So and he pops up a couple yep, more that's times. True. Yeah, yeah that's... he was a sitcom actor on in, in Young Justice. Yeah. <laughs> on Hello, Megan. That's right. That's right. I forgot all about that. In the show within a show on Young yes, Justice, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, really quick then, since since you since you brought up Paul Sloan, really quick, um, the New Fifty Two origin, mm-hmm. uh, which Frank, I know you like a lot because you recommended that to me. You actually, I remember you loaned me those issues to read. I did. Um, yeah. Which which is, I mean, that that is actually the one time that somebody like like has really really like played with played it like fast and loose with the origin, right? You know, mm-hmm. who was that? Was that Tomasi? Yeah, is that right? Awesome. That happened. In, mm-hmm. That happened in. Was that in Batman and Robin? The title. Well, it was Batman and Robin, and then it, when all this stuff happens with Damien and and um, that when that that whole thing where he you know, spoiler dies. Um, mm-hmm. there's a bit where for a while where it's, it's Batman. It's almost like Batman Brave. It's Brave and the Bold for a little bit, where it's Batman teaming up with various characters, and then Tomasi does a Two Face arc, where he basically you know changes things up in the origin story. Right. So. Do you remember details about that? We're, bring, we're bringing up stuff we're a little fuzzy on. I know I feel bad about it, but like, but, 
But I remember like I, I was I was struck with it with reading it at that point, because like we said, like at the top of the show, we're like, you know, you had the animated series, you had the Golden Age stuff, Dark Knight, Long Halloween, like every like like they all kind of hit. They dress it up differently, but they all kind of hit the same notes for his origin. And this one, like, like really stood out to me as like. Like, not the same, like, like, you know, he's connected to like entirely new characters. There's not like there's no Maroney attached to this. Right. Right. Um, it's a different set of gangsters. It's, you know, um, and certainly where they go with it is is completely different than than any of the other iterations that you've seen. Golden Age and, and post-crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically the idea that he's tied in with this with this woman, Aaron McKillen, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like part of a like a part of an Irish mob family. Mm-hmm. And she also helps create Two Face. So Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 completely it's it's done, you know, it's one of those things where like they were trying to come up with new takes on a lot of characters. But it doesn't it's not as far as I know, none of it's stuck. Like I don't think anyone's used it past, you know, what happened in that story arc. No. I don't know. I don't I don't think any of it has. I don't I don't think anybody's referenced it at all. Mm-hmm. Um which is which kind of just makes it like like this weird now now that DC's not talking new 52 and not really using a whole lot of new 52 stuff. It just makes it sort of like this weird experiment, I think, with the character. Like, how can yeah. we, like, almost, almost kind of like an ultimate, ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man take on Two Face? Like, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we like really dress this up and make it different? Um, you know, so so that you don't see everything coming, while at the same time being the story of how you get Harvey from this district attorney to be this guy who, you know, needs a coin to decide whether or not he's gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh like wait for the cross signal or jaywalk essentially right <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know but yeah it's it's yeah. it's a different it's a definitely it's a different take i mean if you want to check it out it's in it's in i know it's reprinted in tomasi's run on batman and um fill in the blank <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can check it out there we can we can also post a a, a picture of what the covers and stuff look like for that when we put up the episode so cool all right, so let's start. So to wrap up, we're gonna we're gonna dust off our definitive five muscles here, and we're gonna we're gonna say what's our definitive take on Two Face? Does it come from comics, movies, TV, animation, or video games? But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is. dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any topic suggestions, send them our way in Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials L M K H I I. All right. Wants to go first for definitive round, definitive five round, Two Face. Like I said before, my introduction to him was the comic, the Secret Origin comic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for definitive, I definitely connected more with the animated series two parter that came just a couple of years later. So uh, the Richard Mall performed one from Batman the Animated Series. That's definitely the definitive take for me. Is for is for animation from the cartoon. Okay. Very cool. Tommy, how about you? Oh, animation. Um, as much as I love the Dark Knight, um, there's only one portrayal of it. Risk losing the animated series, Brave and the Bold, and then there's the uh, the long Halloween parts one and two. Then we get what? The Dark Knight Returns. I mean, he's all mm-hmm. over it. They, they love using his story in the animated series, so how to go animate. Yep. Yeah, the long Halloween animated um, adaptations that came out um last year right last year right tommy yeah last year currently on hbo max 
currently on HBO Max. It's a ha, two-part movie. <laughs> I can't believe how often this has come up. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, take takes a little bit of a, you know, I think I've talked about it before. It does make some changes from the books, but uh, it's still it's still a great watch. It's still a lot of fun. I was really impressed with them. So yeah, so definitely check them out. Frank, what's yours? Um, hmm. I want to say comics, mm. but I I think I'm gonna have to go animation. Okay, just because again, Batman the animated series, the two parter uh, with Harvey is great. Um, the little bit that he has in almost got him. <laughs> yeah, is great. He's awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Becker origin, he's tied to that too. A lot of people forget that. Yeah, and isn't he also tied? Isn't he also tied into um Tim's? Yes, he is. Okay, yes, so he is, yeah, yeah. Two, right. yeah, two face two face appearances in Batman the Animated Series are great. Um, mm-hmm. The other one I, I love is is the 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 William Shatner Two Face. I think is just the Batman sixty six one is just so good. Yeah, it's it's just unbelievably good how well they got. You know, it still has the flavor of Batman sixty six, but at the same time, you know that fight at the end is is you know, it's, 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 it's visceral for being as a Batman 66 fight, you know, and you, you yeah. know, you really do feel a lot of what he's going through in both of those. So I'm going to say animation. Okay. And that is also currently on HBO max. Well worth checking out. Yes. Yes. It is a lot of fun. Also the last time Adam West ever played the character mm-hmm. too, right? Sadly. Yeah. 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 Unless there's like a Family Guy sketch or something that I could, um, right, right, <laughs> that I'm forgetting about or something. It was it was recorded. It was released after he passed because there is a memoriam in the credits. Mm. So, um, yeah. So this this is kind of hard and kind of easy at the same time. I um, uh, begrudgingly, it's really hard to not pick Long Halloween because I love it so much. It's so great. Um, you know. Uh, at least like the first 10 issues of it are. I, th- I think I think that it kind of stalls out a little bit for, for an issue or two here, but fantastic um, maxi series, I think. Highly recommended. I think the follow-up Dark Victory is also very good because they, they did a second 13-issue maxi series with Two-Face. So it's a follow-up to Long Halloween. So losing those is really hard. Losing Dark Knight is really, really hard. <laughs> but Tommy, I'm with you. Like, it's only one one appearance. Um. I don't want to live in a world without Batman, the animated series. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to make it unanimous and say animation. I think, I mean, wow. I apparently, apparently that episode like had an impression on all of us. Mm-hmm. Some good appearances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We've mentioned a lot of comics and a lot of different things here. So as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about. on let me know how it is.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week.